If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do have a merch store or two, and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups, and then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny, but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on you know things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. So... This is going to be kind of a state-centric one, like a lot of my episodes have been over the last couple of years, because I've said it before, I'll say it again, I like doing stuff that everybody can relate to, but sometimes the shit that's on my mind is just what's going on locally. This is where things are impacting me. So that's what I'm going to talk about. So today I want to talk about, in a couple of weeks, we are going to be coming up on the midterm elections, and this is a pretty big cycle here in the States, because... Pretty much everything is up for grabs. It's the potential to take both houses of Congress are going to be available. Tons of gubernatorial races are going on. There's a potential for a massive shift in this country. Now, the problem is saying it like that makes it sound like something more than it is. Massive may be the wrong fucking word to use. And I say that because I'm a realist. Realistically... It's still going to be a bunch of politicians, and they're either going to be left or right. There's not a huge field of third-party candidates that have any realistic shot at getting the prize. And that's what I actually wanted to talk about today, is there is a mentality in this country, and it's been there since I was a kid. I heard it when I was little and Ross Perot was making a run for the presidency. And people would joke about voting for him and, you know, saying voting for a third-party candidate is a waste of your vote. And it's kind of a catch-22. The only reason that that is anything resembling true is because so many fucking people believe it. And we have so many people in this country willing to vote based on the lesser of two evils in their mind. And the simple fact of the matter is you don't have to pick evils. This country was not founded upon the principles of... 
you're either a Democrat or a Republican. The original concept was this was never supposed to be a two-party system. There were supposed to be multiple parties. So you could find the party that aligned most closely with your personal values and vote for them. So you would have the most accurate representation for your values, your life, your beliefs. And it wasn't supposed to be one group's set of values and beliefs are supposed to be running the entire fucking country. And for a country the size of the United States, it's not a realistic expectation that's why we have states. That's why there's supposed to be a state government. So you can move or vote in your local areas so your values and your opinions and your beliefs are most accurately reflected. The federal government is not supposed to be this massive overreaching piece of shit that it's become. It's supposed to be handling things like, you know, making sure that we don't wind up in a war and things like that, you know, little Little basic things, and they've every year they take a little more power. They take a little more thing under their own thumb. They overstep their bounds as they were laid out in the Constitution a little bit more every every chance they get. And whether it's through emergency acts or any other ridiculous reasons, natural disasters, threat of war, there's all anything they can do to take some more power, and they never give it back, never. But. They're still letting us vote, which I'm I'm getting really cynical these days. I'm at more falling more and more into the belief of if voting really mattered, they wouldn't let us fucking do it. But it's a good way to keep the masses appeased and satiated, thinking they're actually involved in the process. And because of the upcoming midterms, the po- politicians are doubling down in every way, shape, and form they can. Every social media platform is just getting flooded by just ridiculous claims and, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. You need to vote for me if you want to have your X, Y, and Z. And it's it, they're really good at turning people against each other. They're really good at distracting from just how utterly fucking worthless they actually are by pointing out fault in others. And by it's it's There's a lot of pandering going on. There's a lot of... You know, look over here, look over here, he's the bad guy, he's the bad guy. Don't yeah, don't worry about what I do because I agree with you about X, Y, and Z. So we're on the same team and I'm on your side. You gotta vote for my side. And there's they're really I mean, they're doubling down on it, and the White House is throwing all of its weight, everything it can do to try and ensure they don't lose control of the House and the Senate and trying to turn more states blue so they can try and maintain their grasp on control. And it becomes that much closer to being a totalitarian, one-sided, bullshit government, which is what this country was supposed to be founded against. And as I'm sitting here and I'm looking at all the ridiculous shit on social media, and they're doing things right now, and it's like they're not even trying to be subtle anymore. They've given up on nuance because, frankly, they don't need it. People have gotten so stupid and so complacent and so willing to jump at each other's throats on their behalfs that they tend to forget that anytime it's not immediately before an election, these people are more or less fucking worthless in terms of our day-to-day lives. They really aren't accomplishing anything to better our lots or our livelihoods or our well-being. They are not being responsible stewards of our country. They're not doing anything that really helps this country in any real meaningful, lasting kind of way. It's like two kids sitting out in the backyard playing around a mud hole with sticks, stirring it up, leaving a bigger mess than it was when they got there. And at some point, it became more about 
getting the job so you could get the benefits, then it actually became about serving the public. And that's really, it's part of the problem. If you're listening to me, you're probably not one of those people that's going to jump real hardcore onto either side. You're probably out there just looking for the candidate that you find the least fucking reprehensible or the least unacceptable, and you're going to probably pick that candidate. It's a shame that we have to deal with that. It's really too bad that the only way we can change the system is theoretically to participate in the system, but the system is inherently corrupt. It attracts the least worthy people to it, and unfortunately, it's basically designed to keep itself from being accountable to itself because who else is it accountable to? It's not accountable to the voters. We can't even verify veracity of elections because there are way too many potential things that could be corrupted now. And on the one hand, you have one side saying, well, we we need to ensure safe and secure elections by making sure everyone can vote. And they're trying to push in mail-in ballots and all sorts of other shit that are really not secure ways of handling a voting system because there's no way to verify the person who sent the ballot in is actually the person. Oh, well, they signed it. Yeah, there's not like forging. That's not a, a, a dead concept. I hate to point it out. People have been forging documents since documents were a fucking thing. So that's not real reliable. And But that's how some people say, well, that's how we're going to secure voting is by making sure everybody can vote. And then you have the other side saying, well, we need to secure voting by saying it's only in person with ID and you have to prove you are who you are, where you live, and how you got there. And honestly, when it comes to that particular thing, when it comes to safe and secure voting, that's the direction I tend to lean. No ID, no proof of residency, no proof that you are who you say you are, then you don't get to fucking vote. You're not owed the option if you can't prove you are one of the people qualified to make that decision. You have to be able to prove you are a citizen of the United States. You have to be able to prove you are a resident of a certain district to vote for that district. Why? Because that's how it's supposed to work. I, as far as the mail-in ballot things go, I think it's a fucking horrible idea because we received mail-in ballots last year that were stamped with the whole, oh, here's the ballot you requested by people who didn't live at our fucking house. So that tells me right there, there's a problem with the system. For all I know, there was somebody that was waiting to watch the mail, snag the ballots, and vote for their candidates using our residency. Now, unfortunately for them, mail gets picked up pretty much as soon as it's dropped off at our house, so they didn't get it. But yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's not safe. It's not secure. It's not guaranteeing that everyone gets a voice. It's guaranteeing that the system is much more questionable and suspect of fraud. Now, you also have people that are saying, well, the uh, digital voting machines were hacked and they're all programmed to fucking count the votes wrong. And that's entirely possible, too. We have a guy who got his hands on some voting machines, took them apart, cracked them to see how corruptible they were, found out how easy it was to do. And he got arrested for it, not for actually committing voter fraud, but for proving it could be done. So that should tell you something about how safe and secure they want the voting to be. Uh, I think by most politicians' definitions, safe and secure means their side gets to control what the tally is, regardless of what the actual votes were. And we have politicians and activist groups out there doubling down on this shit every day leading up to the election. And as soon as it's done and they're secure for their four or their six years, however long they're getting for their election, they're going to go right back to being fucking worthless and for trying to campaign for other people on their side so they can try and keep that balance of power. 
and ultimately it's it's the same old same old it's the same same song and dance it's the same bullshit that happens over and over and over again and if you look at it everywhere from senate seats to gubernatorial races to local politicians they're all doing the same shit they're literally saying what they think people want to hear even when it directly contradicts things that they said publicly for whatever reason their constituents are just gung-ho to completely eat this shit up you got utter ridiculousness coming out of every fucking corner the right's doing it the left's doing it and their supporter bases are also doing it so if you're listening to me, you're probably not real hardcore either way, and I appreciate that. And there's only so much we can actually do. I mean, until we get general consensus to start changing, until we get people to start realizing voting for a third party is not wasting your vote if enough of us fucking do it, that's kind of what we're stuck with. So for now, the best we can do is really just kind of keep our heads down, keep our eyes open, and just watch out, take care of ourselves, do the best we can. And that's what I'm going to try and kind of say before you go into this election. I've seen way too many social media posts on all these different platforms. And they come out of a lot of people. And there was just recently a whole bunch of ultra-left Twitter people and TikTok people all brought to the White House like they were some sort of visiting dignitaries for some big dinner where they were given an agenda by the Democratic Party to push for the upcoming elections. And it's not even like they did it secretly. There were photo ops and all sorts of shit. And these are the same people that are trying to act like they're some somehow independent thinkers. No, they're bought and paid for shills. And they have massive social media followings that they shill too. They're not even trying to hide anymore. They're making posts about this stupid fucking dinner they all went to. But people don't seem to make that connection that, yes, you're being manipulated. You're being told what you should think, what you should believe, what what side you're on if you feel a certain way. I hate to tell this to people, but nobody gets to tell you what side you're on except for you. It's not another person's place to make that decision. It's not another person's right to tell you what you do and don't believe. And we seem to have forgotten that along the way. It's People seem to think they have some inherent right to tell other people how they should think, how they should believe, how they should feel, and what their thoughts, beliefs, and feelings actually mean about them. So we just have to cope with it. We have to deal with it. It's the reality we live in. The only way we can really do anything about that is to try and push back, not by being louder, not by being more obnoxious, not by being pushy, um, other than my repeated acts to try and get banned by the uh, president's account because... I gotta gotta have hobbies too, you know. And uh, tr trolling the White House and the Joe Biden account is one of my favorite things to do because it's real easy to do it just by using facts. But I've never been acknowledged. I'm sure nobody reads my tweets, but sometimes I get little angry lefties coming to Sleepy Joe's defense that come running over trying to poke holes in what I said. But unfortunately for them, the vast majority of what I say doesn't give a shit about their feelings because it's based on facts, including things that are verifiable that I can point to. So. They get all bent out of shape and they train, oh, well, it's not this, it's not that, and it's not this. And it, I mean, obviously, I don't give a shit what people like that say. I'm, I'm really not that committed to caring what anybody like that thinks about me. If you're that deep into the bullshit where you're going to try and sell me this worthless career parasite as some sort of great human being because that's, he, he's on your team and he's doing what you think you want. 
not that that's necessarily what people actually want, but it's what they believe they want because it's what they've been told they want. And we have an entire generation of weak-minded individuals who think they're somehow gaming the system. They think they're smarter than everybody else that came along. And every young person thinks that at some point. But these dumb motherfuckers are doing it in spades because they're getting it from geriatric bastards who, and this is our fault, we didn't, I mean, these these are our kids. Gen, Gen X, this is partly our fault because we let grandma and grandpa have way too much influence over our kids. And now we got a bunch of young adults that are looking to geriatric fucks because that's where they're used to getting their, their guidance and their feedback from. I mean, yeah, a lot of us were too fucking busy being at work, so it couldn't be helped. But at the same time. These spoiled little bastards are used to getting whatever they want handed to them by grandma and grandpa, so they see some geriatric fucks out there, whether it's Sleepy Joe or, or fucking Lion stealing Nancy or any of these other fucking geriatric bastards that have no business being in government service, and they conflate them with the authority figure. They see them as what's right. So I've been thinking about this a lot and looking at things in various positions for office and things like that. If you're in your mid-30s to mid-40s, and you have any kind of inclination towards trying to make the world a better place, start locally, start running for a local office, get some experience, get some knowledge. We're late to the fucking game. Mentor people, get people in their early thirties, late twenties that may not have their heads wedged too securely up their ass and try and bring them around, get them involved. It's literally the only way we're going to save our freedoms, our future, our right to just be it's, it's not enough for us to be kicking along with the whole, like, you know, I just don't give a fuck. I'm just worried about me attitude at this point because otherwise we're all going to get fucked over by these whiny, noisy little bastards. So we we, we got to be proactive about it. We got to start reaching out to them and saying, look, it doesn't have to be this fucking way. And unfortunately, some people are going to get a little butthurt over it because they're going to have to realize that their feelings are not the most important thing in the fucking world their feelings are going to lead them in a donkey cart straight to hell because they think that that's how the world works. And reality it doesn't have any patience for that shit. All the other countries that are a threat to the United States and everything we stand for, everything we believe in, everything else like that, they don't think that way. And they don't, it's not by accident, it's by condition. There's a reason that every algorithm out there for social media shows people different things based on their location. So there's, there's a reason kids in... Asian countries and in China and in North Korea aren't seeing the same stupid dancing bullshit TikToks that our kids are growing up seeing. They're not seeing dancing trends and stupid shit and being disrespectful and slap a fucking teacher. That shit doesn't get any airplay there because it's not the kind of shit that should be getting spread around and passed around. But it's deliberately fostered on Western countries because they want our kids weak and stupid and complacent. It, it, it's a long game. It's not like this is some... It, you know, it's not like it's an evil empire thing, but there's a huge difference in values. And when they create things that foster values that that can't stand up against any aggression or, or even examination when it comes to something that doesn't align with it, it just crumbles and collapses. It's building weak character, weak moral cores that are going to be pushed over if a push comes to shove. And that kind of actually brings me to something else I was thinking about that I wanted to throw in here. I I know this is mostly an election-centric episode just because that's what's on my mind this week. But this, everything that's going on in the Ukraine and the way things are going in this world, we can't keep doing the mollycoddling bullshit that's going on in this country if we want to keep standing on our own two feet. 
we need to quit being at each other's throats long enough to realize a, we've been manipulated, and we're guilty of being manipulated both by enemies, foreign and domestic, as the uh, saying goes. And B, we were complicit in it. We were complacent and being steered down this path. So do I think it's an issue? Yeah, I do. Do I think it's going to be a bigger issue somewhere down the line? It's a distinct possibility. I mean, there's still enough kind of gung-ho crazy motherfuckers in this country where it's not like a actual war style assault stands a real good chance on U.S. soil but that's changing every day honestly I think more of the resistance would come from outside the military than the current standing military um, you know I've never really been one to cast dispersions against people in the military uh, however the military isn't what it used to be either. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm all for a peaceful planet, peaceful existence. But the realist in me doesn't necessarily think that's the way the cards are going to play out. And not everybody on the planet's on a peaceful mindset. All you got to do is look at the, you know, so-called tolerant and accepting people and look at how quick they are to resort to violence when somebody doesn't agree with their bullshit. And that, that, fragility isn't going to play well in what's coming. Uh, the, you got China and Russia working together to establish a gold-based currency as opposed to the currency that we have that is established on. We said it's worth something. Yet two of the most significant other countries in the world at this point, global players, coming together, working together, basically to defund the United States. Our, when, if they decide our money is worthless and the rest of the world decides to go to the, their gold-backed currency as, as the prime source of this is what the standard is, yeah, we're boned in more ways than you can count. And so our currency collapses, and then all those foreign investors that hold liens on so many things in this country, they all come to collect. All of a sudden, the country's not ours anymore. It's been bought out from under us, and... It's really, it's it's not an accidental thing. The, the war, wars of the modern age don't necessarily need to be fought with physical violence. I mean, there's always going to be some of that. But ultimately, this may be a bunch of zeros and ones that result in the next powerhouses in the world. And it happens. I mean, the, the world is cyclical. Not, no empire lasts forever, and that's including the United States. I'm not delusional enough to think it would. But like everybody who lives during these times, it's going to suck. <laughs> so I guess all we can do is just try and make the best of it, take care of each other, try and teach the youth better, try and, like I said, try and men mentor some people, try and sped, spread some thought processes instead of just dogma. Try and teach people how to think instead of what to think. You know, the kind of the way education used to be set up before all this shit started. And, uh, yeah, so I guess for now, that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.